This is an audio version of Sections 1 and 2, Introduction, Strategy and Governance, from Cooperation, Conflict and Transformative Artificial Intelligence, a Research Agenda, by Jesse Clifton, published on the 18th of December 2019. The post is part of an adaptation of the Effective Altruism Foundation's Research Agenda on Cooperation, Conflict and Transformative Artificial Intelligence, adapted as a series of blog posts. It's included as part of the core readings for the AGI Safety Fundamentals course. 1. Introduction Transformative artificial intelligence, or TAI, may be a key factor in the long-run trajectory of civilization. A growing interdisciplinary community has begun to study how the development of TAI can be made safe and beneficial to human life. There's a list of references here. We present a research agenda for advancing a critical component of this effort, preventing catastrophic failures of cooperation among TAI systems. By cooperation failures, we refer to a broad class of potentially catastrophic inefficiencies in interactions among TAI-enabled actors. These include destructive conflict, coercion, and social dilemmas, with some references here, which destroy value over extended periods of time. We introduce cooperation failures at greater length in section 1.1. Karnofsky, 2016, defines TAI as, quote, AI that precipitates a transition comparable to, or more significant than, the agricultural or industrial revolution. End quote. Such systems range from the unified agent-like systems which are the focus of, for example, Yudkowsky 2013 and Bostrom 2014, to the comprehensive AI services envisioned by Drexler 2019, in which humans are assisted by an array of powerful domain-specific AI tools. In our view, The potential consequences of such technology are enough to motivate research into mitigating risks today, despite considerable uncertainty about the timeline to TAI, reference to Grace et al. 2018, and nature of TAI development. Given these uncertainties, we will often discuss cooperation failures, in quotes, in fairly abstract terms and focus on questions relevant to a wide range of potential modes of interaction between AI systems. Much of our discussion will pertain to powerful agent-like systems, with general capabilities and expansive goals. But whereas the scenarios that concern much of the existing long-term focused AI safety research involve agent-like systems, an important feature of catastrophic cooperation failures is that they may also occur among human actors assisted by narrow but powerful AI tools. Cooperation has long been studied in many fields, political theory, economics, game theory, psychology, evolutionary biology, multi-agent systems, and so on. The TAI is likely to present unprecedented challenges and opportunities arising from interactions between powerful actors. The size and losses from bargaining inefficiencies may massively increase with the capabilities of the actors involved. Moreover, features of machine intelligence may lead to qualitative changes in the nature of multi-agent systems. These include changes in 1. The ability to make credible commitments 2. The ability to self-modify References here or otherwise create successor agents, and three, the ability to model other agents. These changes call for the development of new conceptual tools, building on and modifying the many relevant literatures which have studied cooperation among humans and human societies. Section 1.1. Cooperation Failure. Models and Examples. Many of the cooperation failures in which we are interested can be understood as mutual defection in a social dilemma. Informally, The social dilemma is a game in which everyone is better off if everyone cooperates, yet individual rationality may lead to defection. Formally, following Macy and Flush, 2002, 
we will say that a two-player normal form game with payoffs denoted as in Table 1 is a social dilemma if the payoffs satisfy these criteria. First, R is greater than P, that is, mutual cooperation is better than mutual defection. Next, R is greater than S, mutual cooperation is better than cooperating while your counterpart defects. Next, 2R is greater than T plus S. Mutual cooperation is better than randomizing between cooperation and defection. And finally, for quantities greed equals T minus R and fear equals P minus S, the payoffs satisfy greed is greater than zero or fear is greater than zero. And here's table one. The caption reads, a symmetric normal form game is depicted at the top and then three classic social dilemmas are depicted at the bottom. So the normal form game is a 2 by 2 table comparing possible actions for player 1 and how they interact with possible actions for player 2. So both player 1 and player 2 have action 1 and 2 available, in rows and columns respectively. And then we have the possible outcomes, RR, or both cooperate, ST, where one defects, and then TS, where the other one defects, and then PP, or mutual defection. That's the generic symmetric game. And then the three classic social dilemmas are the prisoner's dilemma, chicken, and stag hunt. So here action 1 and action 2 have been replaced with C and D respectively. We still have the same layout. And then we have the payoffs as numbers denoted inside the cells. So for example in the prisoner's dilemma, both cooperating gets negative 1 for each, both defecting gets negative 2 for each, and in the case where one defects and the other doesn't defect, we get negative 3, 0, or 0, negative 3 respectively. In the game of chicken, if both cooperate, 0, 0. If both defect, it's negative 10, negative 10. And if one defects and the other cooperates, it's negative 1, 1, or 1, negative 1. And then in the stag hunt, we have, for both cooperating, 3 and 3. For both defecting, we have 1 and 1. And in the cases of one defecting and the other cooperating, we have 2, 0, or 0, 2. Those three, once again, were prisoner's dilemma, chicken, and stag hunt. The text goes on. Nash equilibrium that is, a choice of strategy by each player such that no player can benefit from unilaterally deviating, has been used to analyse failures of cooperation in social dilemmas. In the prisoner's dilemma, or PD, the unique Nash equilibrium is mutual defection. In stag hunt, there is a cooperative equilibrium which requires agents to coordinate, and a defecting equilibrium which does not. In chicken, there are two pure strategy Nash equilibria, Player 1 plays D, while player 2 plays C, and vice versa. As well as an equilibrium in which players independently randomise between C and D. The mixed strategy equilibrium, or uncoordinated equilibrium selection, may therefore result in a crash, that is mutual defection. Social dilemmas have been used to model cooperation failures in international politics. Snyder, 1971, reviews applications of prisoner's dilemma and chicken. And Jervis, 1978, discusses each of the classic social dilemmas in his influential treatment of the security dilemma. The security dilemma refers to a situation in which actions taken by one state to improve their security, for example by increasing their military capabilities, leads other states to act similarly. This leads to an increase in tensions which all parties would prefer to avoid. Among the most prominent examples is the model of arms races as a prisoner's dilemma, or PD. Both players build up arms, that is defect, despite the fact that disarmament, that is cooperation, is mutually beneficial, as neither wants to be the party who disarms while their counterpart builds up. Social dilemmas have likewise been applied to a number of collective action problems, such as the use of a common resource, cf. 
the famous tragedy of the commons, in quotes, some references here, and pollution. See Dawes, 1980, for a review focusing on such cases. Many interactions are not adequately modelled by simple games like those in Table 1. For instance, states facing the prospect of military conflict have incomplete information. That is, each party has private information about the costs and benefits of conflict, their military strength, and so on. They also have the opportunity to negotiate over extended periods, to monitor one another's activities to some extent, and so on. The literature on bargaining models of war, or crisis bargaining, is a source of more complex analyses. Here's a long list of example references. In a classic article from this literature, Fearon, 1995, defends three now-standard hypotheses as the most plausible explanations for why rational agents would go to war. First, credibility. The agents cannot credibly commit to the terms of a peaceful settlement. Next, incomplete information. The agents have differing private information related to their chances of winning a conflict, and incentives to misrepresent that information. See a paper by Sanchez Pages 2012 for a review of the literature on bargaining and conflict under incomplete information. And third and last, indivisible stakes. Conflict cannot be resolved by dividing the stakes or side payments, etc. Another example of potentially disastrous cooperation failure is extortion and other compellent threats and the execution of such threats by powerful agents. In addition to threats being harmful to their target, the execution of threats seems to constitute an inefficiency. Much like going to war, threateners face the direct costs of causing harm, and in some cases, risks from retaliation or legal action. The literature on crisis bargaining between rational agents may also help us to understand the circumstances under which compellent threats are made and carried out, and point to mechanisms for avoiding these scenarios. Countering the hypothesis that war between rational agents A and B can occur as a result of indivisible stakes, for example a territory, Powell, 2006, presents a similar case to that in example 1.1.1, which is coming up shortly, which follows that allocating the full stakes to each agent according to their probabilities of winning a war, Pareto dominates fighting. Example 1.1.1, simulated conflict. Consider two countries disputing a territory which has value D for each of them. Suppose that the row country, that's the row of a table, has probability P of winning a conflict, and conflict costs C, which is greater than zero, for each country, so that their payoffs for surrendering and fighting are as in the top matrix in Table 2, which I'll describe shortly. However, suppose the countries agree on the probability P that the row players win. Perhaps they have access to a mutually trusted war simulator, which has row player winning in 100p% percent of simulations. Then, instead of engaging in real conflict, they could allocate the territory based on a draw from the simulator. Playing this game is preferable, as it saves each country the cost C of actual conflict. So here's Table 2, allocating indivisible stakes with conflict on the top and simulated conflict on the bottom. So each of these is a social dilemma table, a two-by-two grid, with rows and columns representing surrender and fight. In the case of a conflict, we see that surrender-surrender has no cost, fight-and-fight fight has the cost PD-C and 1-PD-C, and the case where one fights and the other surrenders has the cost D0 or 0D. And then the simulated conflict, both surrendering still has zero cost, one surrendering and the other fighting still has 0D or D0 cost, but both simulated fighting 
we see costs PD and 1 minus PD. If players could commit to the terms of peaceful settlements and truthfully disclose private information necessary for the construction of a settlement, for example, information pertaining to the outcome probability P in example 1.1.1, the allocation of indivisible stakes could often be accomplished. Thus, the most plausible of Fearin's rationalist explanations for war seem to be 1. The difficulty of credible commitment and 2. Incomplete information and incentives to misrepresent that information. Section 3 concerns discussion of credibility in TAI systems, and in Section 4, we discuss several issues related to the resolution of conflict under private information. Audio note, those sections are not included in this recording, but you can check them out online. Lastly, while game theory provides a powerful framework for modelling cooperation failure, TAI systems or their operators will not necessarily be well modelled as rational agents. For example, systems involving humans in the loop or black-box TAI agents trained by evolutionary methods, may be governed by a complex network of decision-making heuristics not easily captured in a utility function. We discuss research directions that are particularly relevant to cooperation failures among these kind of agents in sections 5.2, multi-agent training, and 6, humans in the loop. Audio note, once again, those aren't included in this recording. You can check them out in the paper online. Section 1.2, outline of the agenda. We list the sections of the agenda below. Different sections may appeal to readers from different backgrounds. For instance, Section 5, Contemporary AI Architectures, may be the most interesting to those with some interest in machine learning, whereas Section 7, Foundations of Rational Agency, will be more relevant to readers with an interest in formal epistemology or the philosophical foundations of decision theory. Tags after the description of each section indicate the fields most relevant to that section. Some sections contain examples illustrating technical points or explaining in greater detail a possible research direction. Audio note. Here's a series of short descriptions of each section. I'm just going to read the one for section 2 because that's the only one included in this recording. Section 2. AI strategy and governance. The nature of losses from cooperation failures will depend on the strategic landscape at the time TAI is deployed. This includes, for instance, the extent to which the landscape is uni or multipolar, reference to Bostrom 2014, and the balance between offensive and defensive capabilities, reference to Garfinkel and Defoe, 2019. Like others with an interest in shaping TAI for the better, we want to understand this landscape, especially insofar as it can help us to identify levers for preventing catastrophic cooperation failures. Given that much of our agenda consists of theoretical research, an important question for us to answer is whether and how such research translates into the governance of TAI. And the keywords here are public policy, international relations... Game Theory, Artificial Intelligence. Audio note, you can check out summaries for the other sections in the original post. Section 2. AI Strategy and Governance. We would like to better understand the ways the strategic landscape among key actors, like states, AI labs and other non-state actors, might look at the time TAI systems are deployed, and to identify levers for shifting this landscape towards widely beneficial outcomes. Our interests here overlap with Defoe 2018's AI Governance Research Agenda. See especially the Technical Landscape section, though we are most concerned with questions relevant to risks associated with cooperation failures. Section 2.1. Polarity and Transition Scenarios. From the perspective of reducing risks from cooperation failures, it is prima facie preferable if the transition to TAI results in a unipolar rather than a distributed outcome the greater the chances of a single dominant actor, the lower the chances of conflict. 
at least after that actor has achieved dominance. But the analysis is likely not so simple, if the international relations literature on the relative safety of different power distributions is any indication. And there's a list of example references here. We are therefore especially interested in a more fine-grained analysis of possible developments in the balance of power. In particular, we would like to understand the likelihood of the various scenarios, their relative safety with respect to catastrophic risk, and the tractability of policy interventions to steer towards safer distributions of TAI-related power. Relevant questions include, one might expect rapid jumps in AI capabilities, rather than gradual progress, to make unipolar outcomes more likely. Should we expect rapid jumps in capabilities, or are the capabilities gains likely to remain gradual? Reference to AI Impacts 2018. Which distributions of power are, all things considered, least at risk of catastrophic failures of cooperation? And the last question, suppose we had good reason to believe we ought to promote more uni- or multipolar outcomes. What are the best policy levers for increasing the concentration or spread of AI capabilities without severe downsides, such as contributing to arms race dynamics? Section 2.2, Commitment and Transparency. This section begins with a footnote. We refer the reader to Garfinkel 2018's review of recent developments in cryptography and their possible long-term consequences. The sections of Garfinkel 2018 particularly relevant to issues concerning the transparency of TAI systems and implications for cooperation are sections 3.3, non-intrusive agreement verification, 3.5, collective action problems, 4, limitations and sceptical views on implications of cryptographic technology, and the appendix, relevance of progress in artificial intelligence. See also Kroll et al. 2016's Review of Potential Applications of Computer Science Tools, including software verification, cryptographic commitments, and zero-knowledge proofs, to the accountability of algorithmic decisions. Regarding the problem of ensuring that automated decision systems are, quote, accountable and governable, they write, quote, We challenge the dominant position in the legal literature that transparency will solve these problems. Disclosure of source code is often neither necessary, because of alternative techniques from computer science, nor sufficient, because of the issues of analysing code to demonstrate the fairness of a process. That's the end of the footnote. The text goes on. Agents' ability to make credible commitments is a critical aspect of multi-agent systems. Section 3 is dedicated to technical questions around credibility, but it is also important to consider the strategic implications of credibility and commitment. One concerning dynamic which may arise between TAI systems is commitment races, reference to Cockatilo 2019a. In the game of chicken depicted in Table 1, both players have reason to commit to driving ahead as soon as possible by conspicuously throwing out their steering wheels. Likewise, AI agents or their human overseers may want to make certain commitments, for instance commitments to carry through with a threat if their demands aren't met, as soon as possible in order to improve their bargaining positions. As with Chicken, this is a dangerous situation. Thus, we would like to explore possibilities for curtailing such dynamics. Here's a list of two points. First, at least in some cases, greater transparency seems to limit possibilities for agents to make dangerous simultaneous commitments. For instance, if one country is carefully monitoring another, they are likely to detect efforts to build doomsday devices with which they can make credible commitments. On the other hand, transparency seems to promote the ability to make dangerous commitments. I have less reason to throw out my steering wheel if you can't see me do it. Under what circumstances does mutual transparency mitigate or exacerbate commitment race dynamics? 
And how can this be used to design safer AI governance regimes? And here's the second point. What policies can make the success of greater transparency between TAI systems more likely, to the extent that this is desirable? Are there path dependencies which must be addressed early on in the engineering of TAI systems so that open-source interactions are feasible? Finally, in human societies, improvements in the ability to make credible commitments, for example to sign contracts enforceable by law, seem to have facilitated large gains from trade through more effective coordination, longer-term cooperation, and various other mechanisms. Here's a list of example references. And here are some points. The first one. Which features of increased credibility promote good outcomes? For instance, laws typically don't allow a threatener to publicly request they be locked up if they don't carry out their threat. How much would societal outcomes change given indiscriminate ability to make credible commitments? Have there been situations where laws and norms around what one can commit to were different from what we see now? And what were the consequences? Next point. How have past technological advancements changed bargaining between human actors? Nuclear weapons are one obvious example of a technological advancement which considerably changed the bargaining dynamics between powerful actors. Next point. Open source game theory, described in section 3.2, is concerned with an idealised form of mutual auditing. What do historical cases tell us about the factors for the success of mutual auditing schemes? For instance, the Treaty on Open Skies in which member states agreed to allow unmanned overflights in order to monitor their military activities, reference to Britting and Spitzer 2002, is a notable example of such a scheme. See also the literature on confidence-building measures, in quotes, in international security. For example, Landau and Landau, 1997, and the references therein. And the final point, what are the main costs from increased commitment ability? That's the end of that list. Here's the next heading, section 2.3. AI misalignment scenarios. Cristiano 2018a defines the alignment problem in quotes as, quote, the problem of building powerful AI systems that are aligned with their operators, end quote. Related problems, as discussed by Bostrom 2014, include the value loading in quotes or value alignment problem, the problem of ensuring that AI systems have goals compatible with the goals of humans, and the control problem in quotes the general problem of controlling a powerful AI agent. Despite the recent surge in attention on AI risk, there are few detailed descriptions of what a future with misaligned AI systems might look like. But here's a list of references with some examples. Better models of the ways in which misaligned AI systems could arise and how they might behave are important for our understanding of critical interactions among powerful actors in the future. Here's a list of points. Is AI misalignment more likely to constitute a near-miss, in quotes, with respect to human values, or extreme departures from human goals? C.F. Bostrom's 2003 Paperclip Maximizer concept. Next point. Should we expect human-aligned AI systems to be able to cooperate with misaligned systems? C.F. Schulman, 2010. Next point. What is the likelihood that outright misaligned AI agents will be deployed alongside aligned systems? versus the likelihood that aligned systems eventually become misaligned by failing to preserve their original goals. CF discussion of goal preservation, reference to Omohundro 2008. And the last point, what does the landscape of possible cooperation failures look like in each of the above scenarios? That's the end of that list of points. Here's the next heading. Section 2.4, Other Directions. According to the offence-defence theory, 
The likelihood and nature of conflict depend on the relative efficacy of offensive and defensive security strategies. Some references here. Technological progress seems to have been a critical driver of shifts in the offense-defense balance. Here's a reference to Garfinkel and Defoe, 2019. And the advent of powerful AI systems in strategic domains like computer security or military technology could lead to shifts in that balance. To better understand the strategy landscape at the time of AI deployment, we would like to be able to predict technology-induced changes in the offense-defense balance and how they might affect the nature of conflict. One area of interest, for instance, is cybersecurity. For example, whether leading developers of TAI systems would be able to protect against cyber attacks. C.F. Zabel and Mulhauser, 2019. Besides forecasting future dynamics, we are curious as to what lessons can be drawn from case studies of cooperation failures and policies which have mitigated or exacerbated such risks. For example, cooperation failures among powerful agents representing human values may be particularly costly when threats are involved. Examples of possible case studies include nuclear deterrence, ransomware and its implications for computer security, the economics of hostage-taking, and extortion rackets, and each of those examples has references after it. Such case studies might investigate costs to the threateners, gains for the threateners, damages to third parties, factors that make agents more or less vulnerable to threats, existing efforts to combat extortionists, etc., While it is unclear how informative such case studies will be about interactions between TAI systems, they may be particularly relevant in in humans-in-the-loop scenarios. See section 6. Lastly, in addition to case studies of cooperation failures themselves, it would be helpful for the prioritisation of the research directions presented in this agenda to study how other instances of formal research have influenced or failed to influence critical real-world decisions. Particularly relevant examples include the application of game theory to geopolitics, See Weintraub, 2017, for a review of game theory and decision-making in the Cold War, cryptography to computer security, and formal verification in the verification of software programs. Section 2.5. Potential downsides of research on cooperation failures. The remainder of this agenda largely concerns technical questions related to interactions involving TAI-enabled systems. A key strategic question running throughout is, What are the potential downsides to increased technical understanding in these areas? Is it possible, for instance, that technical and strategic insights related to credible commitment increase, rather than decrease, the efficacy and likelihood of compellent threats? Moreover, the naive application of idealised models of rationality may do more harm than good. It has been argued that this was the case in some applications of formal methods to Cold War strategy, for instance Kaplan, 1991. Thus, the exploration of the dangers and limitations of technical and strategic progress is itself a critical research direction. And there's a link here to acknowledgements and references, audio note, some of the footnotes, which were mainly just acknowledgements of other people's contributions to this writing, have been omitted. But you can check them out in the original post. This was an audio version of sections 1 and 2, Introduction, Strategy and Governance, from Cooperation, Conflict and Transformative Artificial Intelligence, a Research Agenda, by Jesse Clifton, published on the 18th of December 2019. It's included in the core curriculum for the AGI Safety Fundamentals course. This reading was by Perrin Walker and produced by Type 3 Audio.